Welcome to Alter Ego Comics Presents. I'm Mark. And I'm Alex. And I'm Jared. And this is a comic shop podcast where we talk about working in a comic shop. Imagine that. We've, uh, we're now in our second consecutive episode in two weeks, so I'm, I'm overjoyed Woo! that we've stuck to a schedule. Uh, I'm pretty proud of myself, actually, because it really, Alex has been wanting to do this since the dawn of time. Uh, I'd say at least, well, it was 2017, I think, is when I started getting the equipment. So it's been like three years. All the pieces are now in place. It took three years to get all the equipment and to get me to get off my butt and uh, and schedule it. So today is uh, Thursday, January 30th, as we're recording, a day after New Comic Book Day. So here's the agenda for the podcast. We're going to be talking – I have a question that I will be throw out to our panel of distinguished comic shop uh, team members – to start things off, we're going to take a run through the February 2020 previews catalog and hit some of the highlights, and we will wrap things up with our picks for the best comics of the week. Sound good to everybody? Yeah. Uh, that works for me. That'll do it. Okay. So the question, and this this just came to me out of the blue. I don't know if I was in the shower when this happened, where this where this question hit me. On the drive here? <clears throat> no, no. I, I had it a couple days ago. I actually wrote, I put it into Evernote in my phone so I wouldn't forget. And the question is, why don't we talk about comics with our customers anymore? What, uh, think, think about it for a second, because what nine times out of ten, what do we talk about with people who are regular customers? Well, I would some of them that are willing to be engaging. They talk about their current whatever arc it is that's going on. Usually, with our regular regulars, it's just stuff outside the shop. We talk about their life and it's, whatnot. Well, I, I'll get specific because I I can remember. I mean, I hear this. I hear everything from where I am in the shop. (laughs) But uh, we talk about The Mandalorian. We talk about the Crisis crossover on CW. We talk about Watchmen. We talk about the new Star Wars movie. We talk about everything that's not a comic book in a comic shop. But it's related to a comic book. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the comic shop birthed these things for the most part. And now we we spend more time talking about non-comic pop culture related things, video games, uh, what's what's popular in comic pop culture. I, I'm not I'm not slamming any no. of this. I'm just it's a it's more of an observation, and I think this is happening in shops all across the country where you know, I can remember working Friday mornings before you come in before you come in, Alex, and uh, you know, the first thing out of anybody's mouth when they come in on Friday morning is, have you seen the new episode of The Mandalorian? Right. <laughs> Not, have you read the new issue of Daredevil? Or have you read the new issue of Fill in the Blank? Well, I think that would be different engagement with the customer because they've actually seen it versus at the store itself. We can't say, hey, did you see this that just came out? Like, you haven't read it yet? And then by the time they have read it, it's a whole week had passed. So there's no real discussion on what they just read at that point. I think I agree with Mark a little bit, though, because I can remember 10 years ago when I first started at Alter Ego, on Saturdays, we would be talking about more comic book related items than TV and movies because back then there was Smallville and, you know, Superman Returns movies and Iron Man had just come out or came out. So there wasn't as many TV shows and movies back then than there is now. And like Alex said, if they haven't read it yet, we can't really spoil it for them at the same time. Right. Like, like when we come in on Wednesdays, you and I talk, oh, what about this, 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 this? Like, we can't tell it to other people because that's spoilers. And we're in a very anti-spoiler society now. People don't want to know. They want to figure out on their own. Yeah. Well, I guess I, I'm going to try and make a mental note to myself to ask 
ask our customers what they thought of the latest issue of X-Men or you know, whatever, whatever's doing really well. What's it like White Knight, Curse of the White Knight's doing well. Yeah. X-Men's doing well. Uh, I think when the new deceased uh, miniseries comes out, people will probably want to talk about that. I agree. Um, but just a just an observation yeah. that comic shops, uh, while we still are kind of the hub of pop culture, we're spending more time talking about things happening outside of outside of our shops and outside of the pages. So we need to we need to fix that. We need to get back to talking about what's what what the latest and greatest stories are in comics. Yeah, I agree. Deal. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Deal. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'll just figure out a way to do that. Well, to those of you listening, let us know, whether it's on Facebook or uh, Carrier Pigeon. Best way to come in the store and tell come us. Come in the store and tell us. That's yeah. right. Unless you're listening uh, across the country. Well, even you can still make a trip. We've had, we've had that happen. We've had people from uh, Michigan, Atlanta. One guy, who, oh, the one guy drove up. I know, just it's always for, he's got a bowling. It's Zach. Uh, I, yeah. His name is Zach. Hi, Zach, if you're listening. Uh, yeah. Uh, who stops for his annual pilgrimage to Alter Ego Comics because he passes through Lima or uh, or west central ohio to get to a bowling tournament in kentucky i think i don't know yeah we've had that happen a few times we had someone from europe in not too long ago i um, mean yeah. the band the final no, countdown no. <laughs> no i mean i have a friend of mine that lives in germany that he came in he was buying the uber books and everything when that was coming out and every time he comes into town he pops in yeah chats for a little while we still see that yeah okay well let's move on to previews uh the new previews catalog dropped this week for february uh, this is for items that will start shipping in April. And for those of you not aware of how comic shop ordering works, we order usually at the end of each month for two months from now. So that's a general order. That's a general order, yes. I'm saluting for those of you that are listening. General order. Uh, so we'll order these February items near the end of February. They will start shipping in April, and then we'll have what's called final order cutoff or FOC about three weeks prior to those items coming out uh, from a lot of the publishers where we can increase or decrease our orders for these things. So the previous catalog is like a 500-page behemoth. Well, it's three books. And so it used to be one catalog, and then Marvel decided they were too good for it, and then DC followed suit. So now we have a Marvel catalog, a DC catalog, and the general the general previews catalog. We have general previews and Lieutenant Dan. Um, so I I made kind of a note of some things to, to highlight. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to go through. I the flipped through a little bit on the Marvel end. Do we want to start with Marvel, DC, Let's start or with DC? General? DC has the least, I think. And so everyone that's listening, this wrestling is us actually flipping through the pages. Yes, and- we each have our own copy of previews. That we're flipping through. Uh, we'll not be edited out because that's way too much work. Yeah, we don't we don't need that. This is a free podcast, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Although, if you want to support us, you can come into the store, <laughs> come into the store or, or, or buy from AlterEgoComics.biz. That's right. So, there are really only three three new things that, that caught my eye. Uh, two of them are 100-page anniversary super spectaculars. Uh, the Joker and Catwoman will both be celebrating their 80th anniversaries in April. So we've got this is very similar to the Wonder Woman 80th anniversary celebration. Or no, that wasn't 80th anniversary. It was, it was Wonder Woman 750. Yeah, it was 750. Last week. So we've got the Joker, and there's a whole bunch of of cool stuff. Uh, we've got writers like Brian Azzarello, Paul Dini, Tom Taylor, Scott Snyder, James Tynan. 
and artwork by Raphael. Raphael Albuquerque, Lee Bermejo, Tony Daniel, Mikkel Janin, Jock, and some other folks. That's specifically for the Joker. Yes, ADF. this is specifically for the Joker. So this will be a 100-page super spectacular, $9.99, and uh, this will also have decade variant covers, which we haven't seen yet. So we can't uh, we can't promote them to our customers because DC hasn't given us the artwork yet. And I don't know if we complained about it enough last week, but we I hate those. Yeah. Like, I get the novelty of it, but for ordering, it's a nightmare for us. It is. So our default is cover A, whatever whatever the the main cover for the book is. And then we, of course, are happy to accept orders for any of the decade variants that people want to order. And if, any, if somebody wants to order all of the covers, I am more than happy to do that for you. Uh, but right now, you'd be ordering blind because we don't have artwork. <laughs> and keep in mind, that'd be $90 for one book if you get all hey, the covers. Hey, come on. Now. You don't need to point that out. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, be warned that I don't want to be sitting on like, oh, this is more expensive than I thought it was. It's a ten dollar book. Oh, once you order it, you're you're locked in, man. We will take you to small claims court. We know some attorneys. <laughs> <laughs> so Catwoman's going through the same thing. We've got a an 80th anniversary super special. Uh, the big point with this that they're kind of hyping is Ed Brubaker and Cameron Stewart, who uh, had an, a a critically acclaimed run on Catwoman about. 15 years ago uh, are coming back to write cat or to do a Catwoman story for the first time in a very long time. But Ed Brubaker, again, Paul Dini, instead of Tom Taylor, we get Tom King Ooh. for Catwoman uh, and Nascenti and some other folks artwork <laughs> again, Cameron Stewart, Mikkel Jannon is back. He has something in both the Joker and Catwoman, Adam Hughes. There's a one to make you stand up and take notice. And Jim Ballant, who was the penciler on the 19, 19- uh, 90s Catwoman series that was part of Nightfall. So I know that there are fans out there of Jim Balance's work as well. The third one that caught my eye was Event Leviathan Checkmate. So uh, Brian Michael Bendis and Alex Maleev are back to continue the Event Leviathan storyline in a new six-issue miniseries, Green Arrow and the New Heroes of Checkmate take on Leviathan. How do you feel about that, Alex? Uh, I... It's Event Leviathan. I didn't the first series. I only read the first issue, and I was meh. I just I didn't like Event Leviathan, and I don't know. Did Jared? Did you read it or no? I haven't. I've yeah. read bits and pieces of it. I I thought for sure you would have read it. You're really? a, you're you're the DC guy. Yeah. Of the people at this table, <laughs> you are the DC guy, and you didn't read it. I read all six issues. I caught of- the first two issues, and it just. I can't remember what happened in the second issue, <laughs> so it just couldn't hold my attention. That that's fair, and I don't want to get too negative. I, I, no, I can no. tell Alex is is debating on continuing to speak about it. It, Leviathan. it had great artwork. I did Lots, love yeah, Alex. The, the art was there. yeah, the artwork the art was, was very fantastic pretty. in it. Uh, that, that was almost reason enough for me. To, like, all right, I'll just flip through the pages for the rest of the series. And if I would have like held on, maybe third or fourth issue, maybe I would have picked into it completely. I don't know, but I just couldn't get get into it from there. Yeah. I stuck with it and, you know, I will say the the ending was a little lackluster, so I don't know where we're headed with this, but for those of you that did enjoy Event Leviathan, there's a new miniseries coming out, so make also, sure to add it to your pull list. I'd like to point out that you said the first three thing first three things that put that popped out to you were the very first three pages of the book too. So it gives me the impression like, oh, yep, these three these are new things and I'm done. Well, they, they usually put new number ones toward the front of the book, toward the front of the catalog. Which I guess that is the most eye-catchy thing would be a number one. 
Yeah. Versus there are the other thing that that kind of jumps out at me is they are having there's there are more uh, young adult graphic novels in here that are original graphic novels. There's a new Wonder Woman. Uh, there's one called Primer, and there's another one called You Brought Me the Ocean. Um, and they're actually showing interior artwork of it without any dialogue, so you can get a taste of the art style that's going on with each book too. Well, I think. DC has definitely realized that the future of comics is in the young adult world to try and get uh, middle middle readers, so kind of the 8 to 12-year-olds, to come into comic shops and to read comics. So, you know, they're doing their original content. They've had a lot of success with their original Teen Titans Raven graphic novel. Uh, Dear Justice League has been a really good seller in our shop. And uh, the new ones that came out, we, the new Green Lantern, I think it's called Legacy. And there's also another Wonder Woman one uh, that came out, I think, the week after Christmas. Um, so anyway, uh, we're going to see more of those, at least from DC. And, and I applaud that. It's original content. It's aimed at the 8 to 12 and then maybe 12 to 16 demographic. And people always ask me, you know, do people still buy comics do people still read comics and absolutely absolutely i mean thank you to everyone out there listening who does that because you keep us employed the only thing <clears> that's oh, different now is the format you may read it you may well read the format novels. but i do think that the average reader is probably closer to 30 uh than 13 i, would agree. I, st- I started money. reading when i was like 10 you know nine or 10 but the average regular comic book reader and by regular, I mean somebody that comes in at least once a month is, I would say, about 30 years old. At least on our end, yeah. Yeah. Of what we, we Jerry, see. What do you Agre- agreed, yeah. yeah. So there needs to be content that's, uh, that's appealing to all ages. And I, I don't envy the publishers having to come up with stuff that isn't just targeting 30, 40, 50-year-old white males. Because that's what they did for decades. <laughs> and now they have to really... Yeah, cover a lot of ground, and the more diverse the product is, I think the better off we're all we all are going to be. Uh, going back into the previous thing real quick, the other thing that caught my eye uh, is the DC Unkillables has issue three, and again, the Unkillables bring the DC Unkillables. They're doing the horror variants again. Uh, they did that with the first series, and I like the horror movie style, and it's just a fun, cool variant cover that you can order. I believe they're not quantity base or anything so they're not they're all open to order so you can go with the regular cover the horror variant which is usually an homage to a classic horror film or a new horror film yeah some sort of film and then there's a third variant which is uh, again a heavier cardstock and usually features one of the dc universe characters in a zombified format so for example we have the number three in here and the movie variant is the new uh, birds of prey variant cover of it Oh really? That's what it looks like. Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't even I didn't even pay attention. So yeah. Fun fun variant covers are fun. So fun variant covers are fun. That's the that's the title of the episode, Alex. Well, fun uh, well that's, that's fun one, variant covers are fun. That's one option. <laughs> Last time we had two options, we'll see what happens. Okay. I think the other thing worth noting in the DC catalog is the Joe Hill stuff. That whole series has been doing all right for us. The horror with Hill. I don't know what they're calling it, but that's Hill. Horror. I think it's called Hill Hill House. Hill House. Hill yeah, Hill House Comics. And if you're a fan of horror stuff, I'd say this is a great time to be reading that. They've done, what, six books right now in that? I've lost count. I want to say three or four. 
Lolo Woods, Basketful of Heads, Dollhouse Family, Daphne Byrne. There are only four right now. Okay. Uh, the Plunge. The Plunge is coming out soon. Yep. So. That's yeah. when you go into the bathroom after Alex. <laughs> and that is its own <laughs> horror story in itself. The Plunge is really, really good, though. Did you read the advanced copy? Uh, I think so. It's the one, the boat that disappears in the 1980s. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, the one of the points that got me first off, I'm, I'm a big Joe Hill fan. I really enjoyed lock and key. Uh, I like a lot of the stuff that he's written, but uh, Stuart Eminem is doing the artwork on this. And we have a, a local customer, Jay, if Jay, you, if you're listening, if you're listening, shout out to you, Jay, because we know how much you love Stuart Eminem. Uh, I thought Eminem actually retired, but apparently he's back in the game. So another, if you're a fan of, I'm trying to think of what he, he did uh, a lot of Spider-Man stuff. Towards the end, towards the end, before he left comics, <laughs> but the plunge is excellent. I highly recommended. Uh, kind of X Files esque, very much in X Files. Very good. Yeah. Um, one other Marvel. thing to point out before we get to Marvel, uh, because I know that there are some of you out there. Uh, we have some regulars in our shop that are big fans of war comics, and there really aren't that many war comics available these days. DC is doing a hardcover. This is a 352-page hardcover called DC Goes to War, which will be out in May. And it collects a bunch of older war stories from Sergeant Rock, Enemy Ace, Our Army at War, Boy Commando, Star Spangled War Stories, All-American Comics, Weird War Tales, G.I. Combat, uh, all kinds of classic DC war stories in this uh, nice hardcover. So if you've been jonesing for some classic DC Comics war comics, then maybe pre-order this with your local comic shop so they make sure that they have a copy for you. All right. Now to the world of Marvel. Uh, cover on it is Empire with a Y, because why not? I don't. The first third of the book is Empire, by the way. It's not just the cover. It's everything. Well, the front and side cover is Marvel Zombies, <laughs> again. It is. Or Marvel Zombies Resurrection number one. What was the last Marvel Zombies I swear one came it was out? Resurrection number one, too. I thought so, too. These I'm are one-shots. I'm going to pull it up, because I have my computer here, and why not? So, Empire looks like an Avengers Fantastic Four crossover? Empire is... So, uh, there there was the kree Skrull War back in the day. So, this was mm-hmm. in the 70s. Uh, in Avengers, in the, the Avengers book, I believe it was an eight or nine issue run set within the main Avengers numbering. And it was the Kree versus the Skrulls with the Avengers and Earth's heroes stuck in the middle. So Empire is the Kree and the Skrull teaming up against Earth. <laughs> so, And that is going to presumably led by Hulkling, Hulkling, it appears. From Young Avengers. Because he is part Kree and part Skrull. And they had the Marvel, one. was it the 1000 that he did that? He yeah, that was... Thinking over? Uh, no, that was in... Incoming. Incoming, that's what it was. So, yeah, we don't really know what this is. It's co-written by Al Ewing and Dan Slott. Artwork by Valerio Schiti. Covers by Jim Chung. And this is the big spring event, I guess. Uh, We have the main Empire miniseries. We have some Empire, several Empire one-shots. We have some Empire miniseries. We have Empire Spider-Man. We have Empire... Avengers, we have Empire, or Lords of Empire, that's a one-shot, Emperor Hulkling, number one, the Empire Handbook, I don't think Darth Vader's in any of these. Uh, Going back to Marvel Zombies, 
oh, real quick because it was on the inside cover. I looked it up. It looks like the new series is Marvel Zombies one of four. However, the previous one shot that came out in October, I believe, was also Marvel Zombies number one. So that's not confusing at all. Marvel Zombies Resurrection, right? Or yeah, Mar- yeah, it was all Resurrection. This is a continuation. Did you read it? The first one? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it was only one shot and it said to be continued. It said to of. be continued, but it was a one shot and it's about Galactus's zombified corpse or Z- Galactus's corpse floating through space. Uh, and several of, of the heroes go out to try and figure out what's going on, including some of the Avengers, Fantastic Four, uh, Captain Marvel's out there. And I thought it, I really liked it. It, it was a uh, fast paced. It, it was a Marvel horror comic, uh, that felt like, uh, World War Z or The Walking Dead. I keep waiting for Jared's nodding. I keep waiting <laughs> yeah. for him to say something. So yeah. I'm stopping. It's been every... a while since I've read it. So that's okay. I just want to give you a chance. I talk a lot. I so I just no, want to fine. give you a chance to jump in there. So this now, I guess, Galactus's corpse comes to Earth. And so I wonder if this. If it'll contain the same stuff that was in the first, the one shot that we did, if we'll have... I don't think so. I mean, I would hope not, no. but with them both being number one with the same name. And it's the same writer, if I'm not mistaken. Philip Kennedy Johnson did the last one. So, I'm cautiously optimistic about that because I did enjoy it. I really enjoyed it as well. Yeah. And I kind of like that the first issue, the first part that came out was a one shot because we can, can, we've continued to sell that book for months. You know, it's sitting on the stands because I ordered above average numbers on it, thinking we were coming off of Deceased. I thought, okay, this is Marvel getting back to Marvel Zombies. People will probably be interested, and they were. Uh, but it continues to sell. So hopefully people come back and check out this new, whether it's a one-shot or a miniseries. Who knows? It's Like I said, it looks like it's going to be a four-issue miniseries is what I can find here. Cool, cool, cool. So we got that going on, but Empire is going to be the 800-pound gorilla of Marvel in the months of April and May, if I'm not mistaken. It will be the, quote, summer event. It is not the summer event. I don't think it's the summer event. It's spring, maybe. There's a summer event. There's a Spider-Man summer event, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, But a, a word of caution, alter ego subscribers, and probably subscribers at any local comic shop, do not assume that all of these Empire issues will make it to the shelf. Because there are too many. Especially once you get past issue one. Right. Too many for us to gamble on, uh, does anybody want this? So if you want any of the Empire tie-ins and the core miniseries, I highly recommend uh, adding that to your subscription through Comic Hub, emailing us at the shop, talking to us at the shop. Uh, any of those things. And again, if you're not an Alter Ego subscriber, if you have a different local comic shop, let your shop know what uh, Empire series, miniseries, and one-shots you want. Because Marvel is really putting a lot of weight on retailers with this for us to try and figure out how much of this how much of this event are we going to carry and who's going to care. And it's just a blind shot in the dark for what we're doing. Yeah, so as always, we're happy to order whatever you want, uh, but don't assume that just because Marvel's printing it, that it's going to be in every comic shop. Because you know what happens when you assume. Oh, it does say 104. Sorry, I didn't, the Marvel Zombies Resurrection. Oh, yeah, the next page. Right in there. Okay. Uh, and also going th- in th- through the Marvel catalog, uh, Outlawed is, I believe, a one-shot that's coming out maybe next month. 
and stars some of the younger teams. Uh, the champions are playing a central role. Not really clear on what it is. I believe it's written by Eve Ewing, who was doing the Ironheart series, and sounds a little bit like Civil War, where there's a, a big brouhaha over young heroes and their their uncontrollability, and maybe they need some oversight. And they need to stay in school. Yeah. And get off my get off my yard. Eat their vegetables. Take their vitamins. Yes. So, spinning out of Outlawed, we get a new champion series. This is now the 35th champion series in the last five years, for those of you keeping track at home. This is only like the third. Oh, my. No. This, maybe. Third. It was in the last five years. Which is ridiculous. I mean, I don't know who this lineup. I mean, it looks like it's back to the more of the recent stuff of the lineup, maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah. Of Kid Nova, Captain, or Ms. Marvel, Miles Morales, and. Looks like Squirrel Girls in there. Oh yeah, I turned the corner. page. Uh, yeah. yeah, so that's the for the variant cover though. Ah. Has Squirrel Girl and what's her name from Power Pack? I yeah. think. Well, which leads us to a new Power Pack miniseries written by Ryan North, who's the writer of Squirrel Girl. So for anybody that enjoys the unbeatable Squirrel Girl, you might want to check out Power Pack. That's only a five issue miniseries. It is a five only a five issue miniseries. Uh, for anybody that cares about power pack i i actually i think i only owned one issue of power pack when i was younger and it's because wolverine was in it uh but the power family these are this is a a group of siblings that all have powers and i believe their last name is power so they came up with power pack the logo is pretty cool though um we've got it running in the shop on the on the tv screen but it's like the the on the power on button oh that's fun um yeah yeah. so that's the the o in power pack is that symbol which is kind of cool i like that new warriors again they're they're playing on the heartstrings of people probably 35 to 45 at this point uh bringing back new warriors with night thrasher and speedball and just that other guy um with the mask what is that dude's name rage not bane i think it's rage yeah Firestar, of course. Oh, Namorita. Namorita? I'd say Namorita, but I don't know. Yeah, Namorita. Sounds like a drink that you get it. Take a Namorita on the rocks, please. Banditos. I'd like a Namorita. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) On that dead joke. Just because you guys aren't laughing doesn't mean the audience isn't laughing. They're this laughing. Is the first time laughing. I've read the previews, I'm seeing what's in there. There we go. Jared's making notes. He's That's like, right. I, I want this. My I want this. Black Widow number one. I am actually excited about this only because Kelly Thompson's Kelly writing. Kelly Thompson. Yeah. Because I'm That's... a big fan of Kelly Thompson's writing. I'm glad that they are giving this is an ongoing uh series, at least until it gets canceled at issue five. But <laughs> it's an ongoing for so subscribe now. The Black Widow. Uh covers by Adam Hughes, so we got that going for it. Uh, but uh, again, more important to me is the writing is Kelly Thompson. The artwork is Elena Casagrande. Uh, she did a story in the uh, the interrogation story in Wonder Woman 750 with, uh, I think, Mariko Tamaki. Really like her art style as well. I think it's going to work really well for this Black Widow book. But Marvel is all about the Black Widow in April because the new the movie comes out in the first week of May. First week in, right before Free Comic Right before Free Comic Book May. Uh, also followed by Black Widow number one, there's also Widowmakers, Red Guardian, and Yelena Belova number one, which is of the Black Widow family. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, I, I don't, her sister and father, uncle, I,
You're ahead of me on that one, then. Yeah, Red Guardian and and Black Widow's sister. Blonde Widow? Yes. Written by Devin Grayson, and she is a fantastic writer as well. So, uh, that is a one-shot. Um, yes. So, Which I'm I'm okay with that being one-shot. I'm glad yeah. they're not trying to milk it out into an ongoing. If you're a fan of the True Believers, the dollar reprints that uh, both – well, the, the True Believers are Marvel. Uh, there are a whole bunch of Black Widow True Believers – in the February catalog that will be out in April. And again, don't assume that your local comic shop or that we will carry all of these, but you're welcome to pre-order any of them because it's really cool to get the first appearance of Red Guardian. We actually had... That's we had that one. We had, we right? had the original. We just sold it uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, but we've got the first reprinting, uh, the first appearance of the Black Widow. We've got... Uh, Taskmaster. Yeah. Oh, the first... We had that too, not too long ago. Uh, in Aven- Avengers 196, first appearance of Taskmaster. Um, yeah, those are super cool. Speaking right. of Taskmaster, turning the page is a brand new Taskmaster series. Uh, Five-issue miniseries written by Jed McKay. Don't know who that is, other than a writer. Yeah, it sounds familiar, but uh, couldn't tell you. Sorry, Mr. McKay. And Alessandro Vitti? Vitti? Sure. Yep, that's um, it. Is the artist on that one? I mean, just look at the cover. It looks... Pretty cool. Co- who's doing the cover? That's uh cover by Valerio. Oh my gosh. I'm not even going to bother butchering that name. But Jared, do you want to try? No. <laughs> Come on. I've already said enough names. You can try. The cover is very cool. I was going to say Tim Bradstreet. It looks very much like a Timothy Bradstreet cover. Uh, but the tagline for this is Taskmaster has murdered Maria Hill. So we'll see how that pans out. And there's a whole. Okay. So on the cover, there's Maria Hill at the top left. Who's right underneath her? Um, um, what's his face from Shield? Uh, Coulson. Yeah. Okay. Followed by is that Quake that's underneath him? Possibly. And then Okoye. Okoye. What's her face from Black Panther? Uh, T'Challa's sister. No, the head of the guard. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, those are the four people that are getting cut up. At Perhaps the we could be way wrong. Maybe maybe we haven't correctly identified any of these people. No, the top one's definitely Maria. That's got to be Maria Hill. Yeah. The guy with the sword is Taskmaster. Well, no, yeah, thanks. Thanks for that one. <laughs> All right, a couple other things to, to run through here. Um, new series, we have The Punisher versus Barracuda. And stop. This is written by Ed Brisson, our friend uh, who writes Ghost Rider. So I'm on board for that. Ed Brisson also wrote my pick of the week this week, which we'll get to in just a little bit. Artwork by Declan Shalvey, who is a fantastic artist. So this is Punisher versus Barracuda. And then we have Children of the Atom number one, which is, I'm hoping, it doesn't say one shot. No, it's a so miniseries. Well, it doesn't say miniseries. Uh, so you know what? I think one. it's ongoing. Yeah. It's a new ongoing, which, when did the X-Men get sidekicks? Question mark, exclamation point. In Children of the Atom, number one. Written by Vita Ayala. Artwork by Bernard Chang. Uh, it looks like a young Cyclops on the cover, maybe? Or a young female Cyclops? And, uh, like... They get sidekicks, An Archangel, and we see a Gambit equivalent, a Nightcrawler, and... A, so it's supposed to, be, supposed to be Charles in the bottom corner? I don't know. We'll see. Marvel's pushing it with these X books. So again, if you want to have these books, subscribe to them because we're not sure if we're going to have them on the shelves. Well, you know, we'll we'll order a fair amount of Children of the Atom, but 
you know, I don't. We're not going to go deep on my, them. My hunch is that not everyone reading X Men is going to pick this up, so I'm not going to order equal to X Men numbers. But I, I need some help from our subscribers. I mean, to, there's already six me. books out. Yeah, well, alone. And the next page shows another X book with X Factor number one, starring no one that's ever been in X Factor before. Uh, do we have a list of who's actually in it? Tagline is mutants North have Star, death. North Star, Polaris, Prodigy, iBoy, Dakin, Dakin, and Prestige. Dear God in heaven, I own and operate a comic store, and I don't care about any of these people. <laughs> I mean, I used to care about Dakin when he <laughs> was you, new. Really? I, I said I when used to. Yeah. I used to when he was new. I well, used Polaris. <sighs> and when he was part of the, uh, the Dark Avengers, that was kind of fun. It looks like. Uh, Rachel, Rachel Gray's in there, so I, you know I that's, care, that's I care prestige. about her. Why is she called Prestige now? Because that's the Dawn of X stuff. It's just is and it, it Polaris is, is in there. I like Lorna Dane. I boy just freaks me out. <laughs> I mean, it's re- yeah. written by Leah Williams. I like her, so you know I, I I read almost every first issue that we get. Like we all kind of probably do. I mean, so. I. Going back to Marauders, number one, I had low expectations because I hate Jerry Dugan, but I've enjoyed the book. I'm sorry, Jerry so. Dugan. No, I'm not sorry. I generally don't like Do his not writing. judge so. alter ego Jerry Dugan by the words coming out of Alex's mouth. I mean- They've got a couple of pages in here with uh, some sketch art in it. The art looks pretty good in X-Factor, number one. Yeah. yeah it looks- It looks pretty solid. I mean, it's- I'm just sketching the way colors to I it, yeah, but- Part no, of my exasperation with it is just- we're we're gonna hit the tipping point if we haven't hit it already, <laughs> where people start dropping other X books to pick up new X books. So, but now I do. My understanding is that the books that have been shipping twice a month are gonna go down to once a month. That's better to make room for these new titles. So Marvel's still gonna be shipping the same number of X books. They're just all gonna be single series instead of X Men twice a month, Marauders twice a month. And two other things that we haven't really mentioned since, well, we haven't mentioned since this is our only second episode, but we're also getting Hellions and Cable coming out next month. Because the way I see solicitations for number two for both of those, that's two more X-Men books that are be coming out. If you're keeping score, do you have hash marks? If you're in a prison cell and you're making them with your fingernails. So that makes nine X-Men books total I starting in April? We've got X-Men, God Loves, Man Kills. Uh, that's that's Ex- a reprint. That's, no, extended that's a reprint. cut, yeah. Oh, extended cut. Well, we don't want to count them. We don't want to take it. There are quite yeah. a few. Well, I'm excited for the giant size Nightcrawler by yeah. Hickman. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's Nightcrawler and it's a giant size one shot and it's written by Jonathan Hickman. So yeah, he's writing all the giant size one shots. So the first batch, uh, the first one is on final order cutoff Monday, February 3rd. And that is Emma Frost and Jean Grey. So what I uh, am going to do is anybody that's reading X-Men, we're going to automatically set you up for this, for the giant size uh, one-shots, since they're also written by Jonathan Hickman, who's writing X-Men. My hunch is that most people are going to be down with that, but you'll have the opportunity to to decline if that's your your way in life. Uh, I'm going to go back into the catalog a little bit and mention something. Werewolf by Night, number one. This is a mini-series. By apparently someone from the Black Eyed Peas, Taboo. Much like Prince and Madonna, Taboo has one name and is in the Black Eyed Peas, but I would not have been able to tell you that for a million dollars. So, Taboo is being assisted by Benjamin... Do you have that in front of you? No, I don't. What page is it on? It's, uh... Do you want to pronounce Benjamin... that? Benjamin... 
<laughs> Come on. No Jack, gets no glory. It's Benjamin Jackendorf. <laughs> <laughs> he said Jackendorf. There is a yep, D there. There is so. a D. Oh, that poor guy. <laughs> that, I thought Taboo was bad. And <laughs> Ben Jackendorf. Unless the D is silent. It's, and if you don't, if you shorten his name from Benjamin to Ben, it's Ben Jackendorf. <laughs> is the co-writer on Werewolf by Night artwork by Scott Eaton four issue miniseries uh, yeah this is for those of you that perhaps like Moon Knight and Taboo and Werewolves and Jack and Doc <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to it's gonna have to be for mature audiences now uh, I, we never seen well, it we're just going by names it's fine uh, so flipping through <clears throat> the catalog some more Mr. Jack and Doc your table is ready uh so we see a bunch of Marvel sp- snapshots of Captain America and X Men. Now is that the original Marvels or is that the current Earth X Marvels? That is the original Marvels. So this is uh, Marvels writer Kurt Busiek, kind of handpicking writers of today to tell single issue stories from different points during the Marvel universe, focusing on specific characters. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm excited about yeah, it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. My only concern is, and this is the cynic in me, that we have Marvel's X, or Earth X, and then we have this back to other Marvels that might be a little confusing of, okay, which one is this in? Yep, we'll just have to do our job because Marvel's not doing theirs. <laughs> Standard operating procedure, got it. Yep. All right, I think that's about it for, we could probably go on and on and on in the Spider-Man world. Spider-Man Noir. Oh, Spider-Man Noir, that's issue number two. So issue number one should be coming up on Final Order Cutoff soon. If you have not subscribed to Spider-Man Noir, you may want to do that. And then read it in the voice of Nick Cage. I, I'm i normally, I don't want to advertise audiobooks, but I definitely want a Spider-Man Noir audiobook narrated by Nick Cage at this point. I think the world needs that. All right, what do we have in the in the big bulky previews catalog? Uh, let's see here. From my notes, we have the boys. Dear Becky, is this a one shot or is this a mini series? This is from Dynamite Entertainment. The boys has found a new fame. Uh, Thank you. That's Amazon that does the boys. Yes. It does not tell me. I'm I'm looking at the page, and it doesn't tell me whether it's a one shot or a miniseries. So it is. Def- what is it? Call it. What's the full name again? The Boys, Dear Becky. So this is written by the original. This is the same creative team, I think. Yes. Gar- no, I'm sorry. Garth Ennis is writing. Russ Braun is the interior artist, but the original penciler Derek Robertson is doing the covers. Uh, I pulled up from our distributor for the boys, Be- Dear Becky, and it's not saying one way or the other, so I'm going to guess it's an ongoing after that point then. We'll see. So if you're a fan of the TV series, if you're a fan of the comic, and I know there are lots of – the comic's been around for a very long time. Um, I don't want to say like super long, not like Marvel or DC long, but – Long in the independent circuit. Yes. So check out Dear Becky. That's from Dynamite Entertainment. Make sure to subscribe at your local comic shop. And the other thing that jumped out at me is Star Wars The Clone Wars from IDW. Which we mentioned briefly last week with Adrian. Yes. Now, I know a little more about it since I have the catalog in my hand, but it is a weekly series. It is a five-issue weekly series a la Vader, uh, Vader's Castle and uh, Return to Vader's Castle. And the, the format is very similar as well. This focuses on... Uh, Commander Cody, Captain Rex, and some of the other clones 
they're pinned down during a battle and they're sharing war stories about some of the heroes of of the time. <laughs> the heroes of the uh, rebellion. Not rebellion. What's that period called? Republic. 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 Yes, thank you. Uh, so, General Kenobi, General Skywalker, Padme. Panda Bear. Ahsoka, maybe? Perhaps. Yeah, I think Ahsoka. Would it's right it. around the time frame for this. So, five-issue miniseries from IDW, so not from Marvel. This will have that kind of Clone Wars Adventures feel to it, but that's okay. And uh, it'll be out just after The Clone Wars returns to television on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I turned the page a couple times. I saw that there's a new Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Mark's favorite. It is not. Star Trek, it, the original series. Star Trek in general is my favorite. I have not. I've, I've only watched maybe like 10 episodes of Deep Space Nine. Maybe two episodes of Voyager. I was a Next Generation original series in Enterprise. And I've seen the first two seasons of Discovery. I do love Star Trek. But Deep Space Nine and Voyager are, are not necessarily my cup of tea. In all seriousness, though, Adrian does like Deep Space Nine, so this might be up his alley. Oh, I know. So, Adrian, so if you're does, listening. We've got Lynn and Jeff and Ed and some other people that are hope, probably going to. Hopefully, you're listening to in this fact, also. In fact, Jeff and Lynn have already signed up for it. So Yahtzee. That's um, literally all that's in the game. <laughs> I mean, there's a bunch of other yeah, smaller things. Transformers 84 has a new miniseries coming out. Secrets and Lies. Yeah. So, that's continuing off of the show. What was that? Was that the animated series? I believe or was that the, so. Or was that spinning off the... Well, I guess... Because the movie was after the show or before the show? I don't remember. The animated movie was after the show. Okay, I thought it was after. I remember the episode of the Goldbergs and they talked about it, so there's that. And we didn't mention it uh, well, since this is only our second episode, but I'm curious to check out Transformers versus the Terminator. Uh, this is a four-issue miniseries. Issue one was solicited last month and will be out in uh, March. So I'm, I'm kind of excited about that. It takes place during 1984. Other things that I saw that are slightly worth mentioning, Free Comic Book Day. I saw there was some advertisement for that. There's and, this thing coming up, Free Comic Book Day. Uh, if you want to have an idea of what could be available for the for that event, go to freecomicbookday.com. And check it out. By the way, I have to uh, solidify orders Monday for oh. Free Comic Book Day. Have fun with that one. Yep. Ordering February 3rd for May 2nd. No problem. It's, I mean... At least Free Comic Day is pretty safe to order on. It's not like a regular series. Uh, for a fun Easter egg, those of you, we're not going to talk about it on air, but if you have previews, uh, if you turn to page 280, it's hilarious and incredibly disturbing. Jared's oh. going to flip through right now. That, I wonder if that's what I was... Some, another retailer brought that <laughs> to some people. Maybe, attention. probably not. No, I think... Uh, 280 <laughs> what? Just 280. Just 280. <laughs> It's a different publisher. Oh, no. That's, that's not it. Oh, man. Now this is going to bug me. I'm going to have to, like... Uh, if you... Yeah. Just... It's awful. That's what I'm just going to go with. Don't and tell anyone to go visit that part of the catalog. Well, I'll just buy the catalog and laugh. And all right. We're going to move on from the catalog because we're all just flipping frantically, trying... Looking for something to jump out at us. Um, like a spider monkey. Yes. So, let's move on to this week's books. All right. Since I know we've had a chance to check those out. <clears throat> Alex, what was your pick of the week? My pick of the week was Star Wars number two. Star Wars. By Charles Soule. So this is taking place between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Um, at first, I was curious. Like For me, there's not a whole lot of time between those two movies. So like, well, how can you make a whole series out of that? 
especially when one of the main characters is frozen in carbonite. But then we get more of a focus on Chewbacca and Lando flying through space. And are we giving spoilers or are we avoiding spoilers? We probably should avoid them since these have been going up on Friday. I mean, these we just done one so far. Since this has been going up on Friday. Uh, so yeah, like the final page is just holy crap! What is going on? I don't know who that is. Just a reminder, I'll point it towards you guys. I don't know Not who that is. Not a clue, is. but I'm ready for issue three to see. Who right. So yeah, just it is focusing on a lot of. Luke going through the trauma of I am your father and what that what does that mean for him and his place in the universe and yeah I just it's really good I enjoyed it yeah I thoroughly enjoyed it as well it was not my pick because there was other stuff to there was a lot of good stuff this week there was yeah Jared why don't, why don't you go next um I am an avid DC person but I have to say uh Thor number two was my pick of the week Thor 2 was amazing. Their story arc is uh, with Galactics right now. He had come to, uh, I don't know if it was, was it in the first issue he came to Asgard yeah. with Thor to help? Yeah. Okay. And this kind of picks up from there. Um, so, the end of issue one, Thor becomes a herald of Galactus. Right. And so, in issue two, we actually see what does that actually mean. Right. Yep. Yeah, and it's more than Thor bargained for, I yeah. think. Well, I think it's more than what Galactus bargained for also. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And we get appearances by the Silver Surfer, and there's a surprise appearance at the end from a Thor supporting cast member that we haven't seen in a little bit. Yep. Because um, the whole Asgard has gone through a big oh, yeah. revamp the last few years. Yeah. Like, what, Heimdall is... I don't know. Not in the picture, at least. I know. Oh, Sif is is the right. oh, that's controller right. of the Because Heimdall, right? di- Heimdall died in Jane Foster, issue one, or very beginning, because Jane became the new Valkyrie, Valkyrie. and yeah. escorted him past everything. So yes, he's dead and gone. Valhalla. Yeah, he she escorted him past that, so he's dead and gone. So we have a new Watcher or Guardian or whatever yeah. his position is called. Sif is the new. And if you've never read Thor, now's a good jumping on point because I haven't been following Thor. I didn't know all of that detail, and this was so easy to just pick up and go into that it was great. So this is written by Donnie Cates, artwork by Nick Klein. Uh, We still have copies of of issue number one of Thor and issue number one of Star Wars. So if you haven't gotten on either of these trains yet, it's not too late. And they are both excellent. Excellent books. Donny Cates in general, if he's writing something, it's safe to read. Like It's going to be a good book to read. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. So my pick of the week is the aforementioned book by Ed Brisson. This is Avengers of the Wastelands, number one. This is a five-issue miniseries set within the world of the original Old Man Logan, written by Mark Miller back in uh, Wolverine. And artwork on this is Jonas Scharf. I just love the heck out of this book. I love that world. It was of, a fun of book. Old Man Logan, yeah. So like, yeah, it was fun. I didn't read. It was Dead Man. It was Logan. fun, but depressing. Well, yeah, it was depressing, <laughs> but it was fun. It's. Uh, I don't want to give spoilers. It's, That's hard. It's big. Well, yeah. I mean, we can give some spoilers because some of this stuff is is from the original Old Man Logan. So there is a the 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 Thor. This is this is almost like a a parallel world. You know, this isn't our Earth. This is a a different possible future um i highly recommend reading old man logan if you've never read it and i want to go back and read dead man logan now to see yeah. what how that actually panned out and yeah dead man logan huh? well i mean i'm i'm talking the original old man oh logan yeah that is just 
probably one of the best Marvel stories. I think we've we've stopped kind of plugging it for one reason or another because the Wolverine movie, because Logan came and went. Right. And then we had him in the main universe, so it's kind of hard to steer yeah. towards that. But So, uh, Doctor Doom is is the big bad in the story, and we've got this, this ragtag group of kind of sort of Avengers, including the little kid in the original Old Man Logan who picks up Hank Pym's Ant-Man helmet, and now he's you know, possibly in his late teens, early twenties. Uh, Danny Cage, who is the daughter of uh, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, is the goddess of thunder. Uh, there is a descendant of Bruce Banner, who is a Hulk, and there's Ultron, who's uh, kind of a good guy <laughs> in a mechanic. <laughs> now, it's an it's an Ultron, right? It's one. Of, I think it's one of the Ultron drones that has its own personality now. Yeah, is the way I interpret it. So this was, as Jared said, it was fun. It was, it's, it's a dark dystopian future where the bad guys have won, and I enjoyed the heck out of it. A uh, couple other things I want to go over real quick. Some quick picks. Uh, we, I don't, I think we can just breeze through Hawkeye, Freefall number two, uh, Hawkeye it's, and Ronan. Out. <laughs> well, yeah, these are all other things that came out this week that are up there that was difficult for me to choose which one was my pick. Of the week. Same, yeah. But, Hawkeye was good. Detective was uh, excellent. Uh, so Hawkeye, well, first Hawkeye was about there's a new Ronin, so he's trying to figure out what's going on with that. He's saying it's not me. Everyone says, like, but that's who you are. You're Ronin. Quit trying to do that. So it's fun back and forth. Detective. Uh, it's Detective Annual number three. So it's uh, a standalone story focusing on the life of the life and death of Alfred Pennyworth. Did you read it yet? No. Oh, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Since I saw <laughs> has, you uh, earlier today. <laughs> no, I talked about it has yesterday. somebody from uh, Alfred's oh, yeah. past in it yeah. who comes to Bruce for help. So it was kind of a good little lead in to everything. Then we have Amazing Spider-Man Daily Bugle number one. Miniseries. Miniseries. It's a five-issue mini. <laughs> so, uh, so I like miniseries, but... Do we need? Or I'm gonna yell out by this for my wife. But do we need another Spider-Man story? Like, how many Spider-Mans do we have on the shelf right now? Other than a lot, I'm with you. It's, like, it's if you're if uh, I'm not gonna criticize anyone for buying this book. If you're a Spider-Man fan, no, and I enjoyed it. And it, it's not a bad book. It's just unnecessary. I mean, really, in the scope of things, all of this is unnecessary. Well, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's. I, I don't know. Honestly, some people like minis better than they do the main story arc because all you have to do is buy these five issues. Yeah. Well, it works out in trade know. at this point. Make an original graphic novel and yeah. just go with it like that. We don't even bother with a mini series. Just make a graphic novel and just go from there. Yeah. I'll but, agree with that. So Daily Bugle. So it's it's very much a throwback to um, oh what was the Jessica Jones one where she was Alias? No, no, it was before Alias where she was working at a paper. Oh, I, blank. I don't know that one. Anyway. So it's it's a look at New York City and the Marvel Universe from the offices of the Daily Bugle. And Peter Parker's back as a freelance photographer. Robbie Robertson's the editor in chief. Ben Yurick is still there. So yeah, if you're a Spider-Man fan, it's it's I mean, a good read. It was good. I enjoyed it. Just uh, when I first saw it, I was like, do we need another one? But, but we oh. don't need anything. And that's what I thought with this Ravencroft book. So we'll Ravencroft number one is out this week. It is supposedly spinning out of uh, the end of Absolute Carnage because Carnage was being kept at uh, Ravencroft, as was Norman Osborn. So and I was well before we. What is Ravencroft? I don't know. It's like Marvel's Arkham Asylum. That that's what we kind of talked about at the shop uh, yesterday or today. That's that's 
I, I guess that, I don't think about those things. I, I that's what to, I interpret it, it as be, also. You would think about it as the raft. You know, the raft was where they would put all the superpowered bad guys. Right. But I think this is for, like, the superpowered crazy people. Because so. the raft is like Blackgate for DC. And this is like yes. their Arkham Asylum. Right. So Ravencroft. Uh, and this was the surprise of the week for me that I actually enjoyed, enjoyed I, this. Book. I read it today, too, and I actually enjoyed it as well. So Misty Knight is the central character in here. She of Daughters of the Dragon and Power Man and Iron Fist fame and Luke Cage because she was uh, in the first, well, both seasons of Luke Cage. And it's it's really interesting. There are a lot of characters, like C-list characters in this, like John, John Jameson, Jameson um, some villains that are the Grizzlies in here. Uh, and also Mr. X. Norman Osborn is apparently like the administrator of Ravencroft or now. Warden. I'm not sure how that happened. I'm not sure where that happened, but uh, it's written by Frank Thierry. Artwork is by blah, 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 Here Angel Unzueta. Oh, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was, it surprised me. I enjoyed it as well. Pleasantly surprised. And last thing I brought for extras was the graphic novel that came out, volume one of Sea of Stars. By Jason Aaron and Dennis Hallam. Hallum? I don't know. Those uh, are both writers, so we got to get the artist. Oh. Uh, Stephen Green and Rico Renzi. Oh, uh, Rico. Uh, did you read any of this yet? I read the first issue, and I meant to come back to it, and I never did. So I read about half of it now. Basic premise is Guy and his son are in the space being, like, truckers, space truckers. They're like salvage people. Yeah. yeah. And... Their ship gets blown up, and the sun has superpowers, sort of, we think. We don't know what's going on, and it's he's figuring out what his powers are while his dad is not sure if he's dead or alive and trying to get back to him and go from there. And the artwork is just stunning on it, too. It's very psychedelic with the spaceness of it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's – I like I said, I enjoyed the first issue. In fact, if you go back in the archives of uh, YouTube or wherever we put it, uh, I really did enjoy it. Sorry, I got a burp. That first, <laughs> that first issue. <laughs> See, doing this after dinner is uh, is problematic. Uh, I mean, it's really. But if you do it before dinner, then I'm hangry. Yeah. I do want to mention, and Jared, I don't know if you picked up Suicide Squad number one or number two. Suicide Squad two come, came out this week, uh, written by Tom Taylor. Tom Taylor. Um, I think that that is. I mean, we're only two issues in, but that's one of my favorite DC books right now. Yeah, they, this uh, second issue had a twist towards the end that I didn't see coming. I thought it was really well done. Yeah, and the first issue was full of twists and turns yeah. and shocks, too. So we still have uh, issues one and two available at the shop. So if you're interested, let us know. But uh, highly recommend. I, really, I will read anything that Tom Taylor writes. Tom Taylor wrote Deceased. He did Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man over at Marvel. He did Injustice over at DC. Um, just a lot of really good stuff. If you're a suicide, if you're a Suicide Squad fan, this one's for you. This one was really good. Absolutely. Anything else we want to hit on this week? Adrian, we back next week. Jared, are you coming back next week? Also, then, or possibly. So <laughs> we could have all four you of us together know. next you, week. It'll be a surprise. You never know, and we'll come up with a question. The question of the week, <clears throat> kind of a roundtable question. Or if you have a question you want us, want us to answer. Email us, tweet us, come in the store. Post on Facebook, Carrier Pigeon. What smoke signals? Hedwig. Don't drive your car through our store, please. Yes, don't 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 drive through <laughs> the window. Which there's an epidemic of cars driving into uh, fun places here. Uh, so last week it was Alter Ego, it was our shop, and this week it's Gromies. So our our local record store. I don't know who's next. 
there are two others that I did want to point out that I uh, enjoyed that were also Marvel. Uh, Deadpool the End and Captain Marvel the End. Uh, they were, I thought, pretty good one-shots. Captain so Marvel, I, Captain Marvel, one I really enjoyed as well. That yeah. one I usually don't care about Captain Marvel, but, but that one was it was a good story. Yeah. I enjoyed it, and yeah. they're all one shots. Uh, yeah, you don't need to worry about guns. They're fun reads. Yeah. You read who you care about. You don't have to worry about the rest. Right, of them. right. Yeah, they don't tie in at all. It seems. Yeah. Um, also, Doctor Strange number two came out this week, and I've yes. been really uh, enjoying that. Mark Wade continues to write that, but now Doctor Strange has the use of his hands back, so he is a surgeon. Uh, back in the hospital working as a surgeon again, but he's taking on like the supernatural slash occult surgery cases. The stuff that no one else will take also, yeah. even just non-occult ones, it seems just like yeah. regular. So we still have copies of one and two of that too. Highly recommend if you're a fan of the Doctor Strange movie or the character, but have never picked up a Doctor Strange comic before. This one is for you. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We have to do the standard podcast thing. We forgot to do it last week of... We have to plug out every way you can follow us and support us. Yes. Rate, review, subscribe. All that fun stuff. Uh, Share on Facebook, on Twitter, please. Tell people to listen. We'll put all that information in the show notes. Maybe. Perhaps. Yeah. Uh, but you'll find us on Facebook. It's at Alter Ego Maniacs. Twitter is at Alter Ego Comics. Instagram is at Alter Ego Comics. And uh, if you feel so inclined, if you'd like to buy something from our shop, but you're not in the neighborhood, or even if you are, you can shop at alteregocomics.biz, and you can buy online and pick up in store, or you can buy online and we'll ship it to you. But uh, we appreciate you listening. We hope that you enjoyed it, and we will see you again very soon.